So you've got you've got experience, you've got talent, and you've got Rasi. Like, you know, when you focus in on the antics that happen um, at press conferences, social media, um, the things that he posts, whether he's dancing barefoot and struggling to zip up his jacket or he's having a drink um, in a video that he he's, he's then going to post or he's saying things or doing things that are going to get him banned by World Rugby, you can easily forget that you're dealing with a genius. And yep. what, 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 what Rassi is, is a genius. Mm. I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still... I will never be defeated. It's Jay. And this is Chuck. What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Upfront podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. Welcome to Two Upfront. I am Jay, and of course, as always, I'm joined by Chuck. Chuck, it's international break in the football, but there's a heck of a lot of other sports that's going on. Stuff that had us biting our nails, almost losing our lives because heart attacks <laughs> were being being doled around the country of South Africa. How are you doing after the weekend that was? Um, I'm happy. I'm relieved. Um. I think it's a good thing to be on the other side of that. I can't believe what I'd be feeling like if we lost that one. Um, because the, the French are distraught, rightfully so, because it was a nail biter, it was close. And then, because they, they're at home, they can still watch. You know, they have to go home. Mama Joy would have to stay, come back home. <laughs> Mama Joy is still out there. So, to answer you briefly, I'm good. I'm Mama happy. Joy is out there on. If you go by the information uh, provided by a certain person on the social media app x think her her hotel bill stays like up to like a quarter of a million rand now or something but we saw her on saturday and let's let's get into that let's get into that that's 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 the hot topic at hand of course the springboks coming out 29 28 victors in that quarterfinal against france in their backyard what what was going through your mind throughout that entire match we were we were at a sports bar watching that i mean you you were in a way to go to the bathroom when i, I knew what if i go away and i don't see what's gonna happen the try's gonna be scored it was when we got the penalty in front of of the post right and are we gonna go for the line outs are we gonna go for a scrum are we gonna go for a kick at goal because we we're like five points behind at that point and Chuck decides to go to the bathroom. Like, what is this man doing? Like, if 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 there's like juju here that is dependent on you being staying in the position, everyone in the country staying exactly where they were, you're about to mess it up. I'll tell you one thing, something I didn't know, but I found out when I got there, that said bathroom has got commentary. So I knew what was going on while what? I was taking a whiz. Yeah. Because I, I didn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> what? Speakers nah, are that's yeah. so you can hear. South Africans love their rugby man, that's dedication. Um, sure. Um, what was going through my mind is that it's a good thing we're scoring tries, but we're, we didn't really get a hold of possession long enough for us, for me to feel confident in what we were doing. So that was a bit of a mess, I think, um, but we were good enough to win the game. The other thing that I kept thinking about before the game even starts is that it's crazy how there's so much um, voices and opinions and it's, it's become a whole topic, like the Springboks bench. 
like guys, don't you guys even mind who took Yalaban in the first 15? It's always, is it going to be a 7-1, 6-2 split? But this time in this game, the bench came to the party and they actually helped us mm. come through because a lot of players were not having a good time out there. Um, they weren't uh, giving us a good performance. So I think the bench came through. In a tight game, the other thing I was thinking is how good is Antoine, Antoine Dupont? That man. If, man. if you take Antoine Dupont out that side, it's an easy victory for the Springboks. It's a e- I mean, when you look at all the good things that, that the French side were doing, it was because he was on the at the base of it or at the beginning of it. And so he was... They are their playmaker, their star. He was their everything. And so it was an epic game, especially in the first half. That got us excited. Second half was tense. Controls everything, that French number nine. Mm. And I'll openly admit that, I mean, I don't watch as much rugby as I watch football. So I wasn't too familiar with the pond ahead of the World Cup, except for everybody who is in the know and knows way more than I do about rugby everybody talks about him as the best player in the world. And this has been the case for a few years now. And I'd heard the good things. Um, um, and I'd seen I'd seen some of his highlight videos on YouTube, like some of the freakish stuff that he does, uh, being able to, to, to break through defensive lines, being able to muscle off flankers and other like forwards as, as a number nine, and being able to kick off both feet. And then you hear that he controls games. And in this World Cup so far, I mean, the game against New Zealand, he had a decent game, but mm. it wasn't. In, he didn't set the light, the, the world alight, and then he was out with yeah. with, with the injury, and we, we hadn't seen him for a a few weeks. Uh, and then ahead of the Springboks game, of course, the team lineup comes out, and Antoine Dupont is going to start in that number nine. He's going to be captaining the team. There he is with his scrum cap, and boy, in the first ten minutes, he puts everybody on notice that someone like me. Oh, you don't know who I am. Let me show you. Yeah. And people who hadn't seen him in a minute and maybe were slightly disappointed by the form that he showed in, 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 in the first couple of games. Let me remind you what I'm about because he controlled everything. Hmm. I, I have rarely seen a player on a rugby field be a general in the way that he was. I mean, it, it, it was uh, like, 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 like Dupre. Uh, the South African Dupre, our, our our former number nine, who literally ran the show because Dupont seemed as if in the face of the South African rush defense, he wasn't flustered. He was he kept and he kept on going to 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 to, to the blind side and he kept releasing his forwards on those sides. And the French seemingly that was a tactic that they had where they had the front rowers on on the wings because. The front rowers are the ones who scored the tries in, 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 in that game for France. But Dupont, in, in the one instance where, while well, everyone is a penalty and everyone is regrouping, he takes a decision upon himself to have a quick tap and throw the pass out to 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 that wing. And, and the try is scored. He's dinking balls over the defensive line. Ramos was doing the same thing. And the French kicking game was there on display for everybody to see. And it, it it did trouble us, to be very honest. And they handled our rush defense very well. I've never seen us miss so many people. Uh, and the French were making us miss. They were finding gaps. And they were causing us to regroup and to try fall back in line and, and form another defensive line. And they continued. And the ball through the hands and not losing that position... It was it was it was phenomenal, and they 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 gave us everything, the kitchen sink, in especially in that first half, and phenomenally, the Springboks were not out of the game. 
I think that's that's a good word to add there, phenomenally, because we didn't have. I'm sure that the the moments that led to tries, we didn't have ball in hand for more than a minute. Um, we're capitalizing either on mistakes, or was maybe two three phases, and there was a gap to be exploited. Like when you see Jesse Creel pass the ball to who was our speedster bunch, Chislin Colby. Yeah, Chislin Colby. So. They played very well. Like when you talk about um, them navigating and managing our rush defense, I think every 10 minutes there was someone who was sent to the shops from like in a Korean culture because the guys were flying, but not in any way like close to the ball. I think they played a very, very intelligent game. They just weren't ruthless. And I don't know where that game went to in the second half because, yes, we improved. Like we spoke about the bench and the, and the guys coming on made a difference. And also, even Elizabeth coming back also made a big difference in terms of his contribution. But in terms of them being ruthless, because yes, they looked good in the first 20 minutes. Things sort of evened out when we were also scoring tries as well. But in the second half, you're like, where's the, the French flair and the French magic? Because if you look at the first game, like the, the opener of the World Cup, I think they were good because it was not just Antoine Dupont. They, uh, sorry, Antoine Dupont. There was Ujalibe as well. There was Upenor as well. There was Ramos as well. People were contributing. But in that game, it seemed like it was just that guy with the magic. And I think that's why they fell short, I, I, would, I would assume. But miraculously, I don't know how we kept uh, ourselves in that game because we didn't have too many uh, options in terms of scrumming. Um, our lineouts, we didn't have many lineouts. They had their lineouts, and I'm sure they probably were 100% with their lineouts. So there were, there were a lot of things that statistically were in their favor, which suggests that they win that game. But when you were watching it, you're like, for some reason, it's not it's not going in their favor. They weren't able to bend our our, our will. Um, but Angaz, Angaz, Angaz. It's two things. Yeah. Um. Those being turnover ball, uh, because the one the one try where we rush up in their fa- in their faces and they 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 knock it on, and then we pick it up and you see it in in the hands of of Peter Steff, who I think did brilliantly, uh, in order to recognize the moment where he attacks the line somewhat, he holds on to to the ball, he draws a defender, and then he he pushes it out wide, and eventually it ends up in in the arms of Colby. So on. On turnover ball, the French couldn't did, did not recover um, well enough to be able to stop us going through to score the try. The other thing is they they were not very good under the high ball because the the one try as well where money goes with the with the with the up and under. Literally, they stand there and it's Elizabeth over there who's who's winning that ball. I mean, it wasn't really even truly contested. No one on on the French side went up. For that, so they allow they allow it to land, and then it ends up in the hands of Etzebeth, and it ends up in the in the hands of Delenda as well. And well, even when Delenda has yeah. it, it seems as if the French players just forgot that they're playing rugby, and the thing to do when the opponent has the ball is to tackle him, because Delenda looks around for a moment, and then he recognizes oh, a bit late that. Oh, no one is actually coming for me. Let me go straight through, and that's what Delenda does very well. Run, he runs straight. And of course, then he he gets on the floor. It's recycled, and it's back to him, and he scores the try. So, when we had a sniff at opportunities, mm-hmm. the thing that we have been complaining about as, as for so long that execution is a problem, yeah. we executed like in in ways where we we haven't in a long time, or in and in ways which we needed to in that first half because. They were blowing us away. Um, they had all the possession, they had all the territory. We we barely played. We hadn't played. And I was concerned that yes, we're putting points on the board, but if we don't play, eventually it's it's gonna tell. You know, this this is what happened against New Zealand against France. In the second half, especially, France were playing in, in the right parts of the field. They were playing in that New Zealand um 
in the New Zealand half in the New Zealand uh, 22. And then they line out, they score a lot of tries off their line out. Two of their tries came from their line out in the game as well. And so that was working for them as well. But the the Springboks, kudos to them that when they sniffed the chance, they 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 made the best of it, which kept us in the game and actually spelled trouble for France because you felt and you knew that the Springboks aren't gonna play not badly because they weren't playing badly. The France were just on a different level. Springboks aren't gonna go through the rest of the match with this little influence on the match on on their own terms. And in that second half, France did not manage to even score a try, whereas it scored three hmm. in the first half. So. The way those Springboks came back is 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 also a testament to the fact that one of the most experienced sides the Springboks have put on the field, and in in that second half especially, at some point you have like Colisa did did go off and rightly so he he didn't have a good game, but you have Mbonambi playing, mm. you have Etzebeth, you have Peter Steff to toy, you have Vermeulen still on there, you have uh when we, when we do the replacements, Villeleru also not very good when he came on. Villarreal is on the on, on the field. Pollard is on the field. Faf de Klerk is on the field. Delende is is on the field. It's experience. These are guys who won the World Cup. These are the guys who were playing in that yeah. final. So in those moments, you want to be able to turn to them. And I and, and I believe that's why we, we, we picked the 5-3 split um, other than the fact that Pollard and Leboca are on the same team. Those are the experienced guys. Those are the guys who, who've done it. And the first batch of guys weathered that storm and the second batch, they 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 were put the were able to put the icing on the cake. Oxen chair coming on and mm. the move of mountains himself doing oxen chair things. So yeah, what a what a what a what a performance uh, from the Springboks, particularly in that second half. I think uh, the game was won in the second half, uh, and I know you can say that because obviously we scored the try and, and France didn't cross the line in the second half. But I mean, it was. It looked early on like a game of missed opportunities. Like money doesn't gather that that ball that's bobbing on the floor. Money misses a kick. Um, there's 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 turnover ball every other time we have possession in hand. And you're like, guys, are we gonna rue these chances? Because as much as we're scoring and France are replying, or if they score, we're replying. It's a tight game. Are we gonna miss these points that we're missing um, right now? Are we gonna miss these phases that we're we're, we're fumbling right now? And experience told because I mean. You get that 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 left field decision as far as all of us are concerned f- with Willem Sekulim for the for the scrum deep in our territory. Like, dude, why call for the mark kick and let's move back into their territory? And Rossi explained that that was an that that was an idea um, that was discussed amongst the team amongst the team that if ever we're not scrumming enough because the last time we played France, I think we only had two scrums. He said. And so they wanted an, an opportunity to get to scrum against them and get their guys tired, not play. Not that though, Chuck. All, all of the entire the entire sports bar was like, "What's going on here?" Yes, Chuck. The people in the bar, along with us and the commentators, shocked about the scrum called in the twenty-two. Mm-hmm. And my big takeaway from that match, from that moment, and hearkening back as well to the starting lineup, because when the starting lineup came out, the the shock or surprise, maybe not shock, the surprise among some people, was to see Mani Libok starting at fly half, whereas Pollard had been brought in. Pollard had played very well against Tonga. He kicked all of his all of his kicks, 100% record from that match. And now we are in the knockouts, and we know you need the kicker to win these games. And boom, the Springboks drop Mani Libok on us in the starting lineup. And that takeaway is that the Springboks are comfortable in the knowledge of themselves. 
they know who they are and they trust in what they know about themselves. The reason that um, Rasi can, can speak about the fact that we wanted to engage them in the scrum is because this is our strength. Mm. And we'd seen that we hadn't scrummed with them. I mean, what does that even mean? Like, oh, there's not been enough scrums here. So we're going to engineer a situation whereby we're going to scrum. I even joked on social media that, you know what, maybe the Springboks should subtly um, have knock-ons in the match just so that we can get to scrums. Even if it's the put-in of the other team, we're just going to scrum them off of the pitch and get the penalty and get possession right back because that's what happened. We call for the mark because if you if you go for the mark and you go for, for the 22 dropout, Mm-hmm. you either kick it out and they are throwing in from the lineout, which again, they've scored tries and they've scored a lot of tries from the lineout. That's how they score a, a a bunch of their tries through the lineout. So you're giving them a strength or you don't kick it out and you are kicking it straight into their hands, which unfortunately is what Libok did because he didn't find touch. And when you do that, you're inviting them to come again in a game where they were coming in droves. So to have the balls to mm-hmm. do that because... It's okay. We are not. We are in a dangerous position, but we are gonna navigate this because we are scrumming, like, yeah. and we know what we are capable of in the scrum. Same thing with the with 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 the, with, with, with Libok because they have been building and evolving this team to a point where Libok is the better fly half for how they want to play with their backs for what they want to do. We're not seeing as many up and unders as we did in twenty in twenty nineteen. Oddly enough, though, we did score off uh, off of one in in in, in this test match. But that is something that we know Libok can do. We know he could, he kicks very well um, out of hand. And the Springboks trust the process. They trust the principles that they've built into this team. And they're going to go with that. And they're going to go with that right until then. That's the hill they're going to die on. That this is who we are. And you need to try to beat it. We're not going to change for what you are doing. And if what we want to do is not, is, 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 is not happening in, in the game... We are going to wrestle momentum out of your hands and back to us. The last, the last thing on 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 that that I'll point out, even when you went to the bathroom, taking the the quick tap because yeah. what we heard was that from the top they wanted to go for 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 post to kick the three. You kick for three, you win. You you are within two points, and there's still around twelve to ten minutes left, and you'll you can try for another penalty. But then those boys out on the field decided that this was the moment. Yeah. And again, still knowing that our strength is in the scrum, they don't go for the scrum. Knowing our strength is with the lineout, which didn't work out, the one that we had close to the to, to the try line. They decide that no, we're gonna go for the quick tap. They go for it and they score the try. And man, if that's not self-confidence, I don't know what is. You know what? Um we speak about Rusty, and it's odd that I, I don't know. Like if other nations get their director of rugby um speaking at press conferences and ask because at the same time when he speaks about things that that um they wanted to do that they didn't do against the French side in previous contests like wanting to scrub, he also spoke about wanting to play a different game that would they knew would be within within the favor of the referee and his refereeing style. They don't want to do that up and under and bashing people knowing which some calls may go against them. So to understand that and navigate from this particular style that we played about four years ago to this particular style, I think that's amazing, number one. Number two, I didn't think the other surprise, not only was it Mani Libok, but Kobas Reinach started as well. That's the other surprise. 
I don't think that experiment worked too well. Then Wolf Hafterclerk comes in. I don't think he played too well as well. We talk about Sia and wouldn't play very very well. Willem as well. The fact that the, the Springbok can have so many things, quote-unquote, go wrong, but still find a way to win, I think that is amazing. Um, I don't want us to play like this again because I think there's only so much you can tweak and temper if things aren't going wrong to win a game because I think if we play the way we, we play against New Zealand, we probably get chowed. I mean, that's probably going to be the final. But if we play the way we can play, I think that's good. But the fact that they were able to adapt on the fly, I think that's very impressive because you can't have so many things go wrong. Like, Manu was missing kicks when you're like, ah, here we go again. But we're, we're still within touching distance, you know? We're in the lead yes. at that point in time and then they clawed uh, those points back to to be level with us. And so, then you had the charge down yeah. from Cheslin. So, I mean, and then like, like, you, like, you, like you speak about Mbonambi's line-out, we're like, oh, the kick went into the corner, line-out, it's easy points. Then that one goes awry as well. You're like, all, all the hallmarks of what a good Bok game is about didn't work out. But somehow we, 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 we adapted and found a way. And I think that's that's an amazing thing because you know, Sia, when he went out, he was not Kalgakul because Sia wasn't having a good game himself. So that's the measure that's of a great team. That's because this, this Springboks team, what they, what they have happening all at the same time is, as pointed out, they have experienced players. Mm. They've got great players. I mean... Unfortunately, Malcolm Marx going going down with injury. Malcolm Marx is the best in his position. You can make that argument for for, for Kitsov as well. You can make that argument argument for Malherbe. And in terms of just scrumming, like Ox is probably the best scrummager in the world. Not very good um, in the loose, but in 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 that department, he's he's the best in the world. Peter Steff is someone who's won a World Player of the Year before in, in, in 2019. Cheslin was spoken about as maybe the best winger when he was in France and maybe the best player in the world. So you've got you've got experience, you've got talent, and you've got Rassi. Like, you know, when you focus in on the antics that happen um, at press conferences, social media, um, the things that he posts, whether he's dancing barefoot and struggling to zip up, his jacket or he's having a drink um, in a video that he he's he's then going to post or he's saying things or doing things that are going to get him banned by World Rugby, you can easily forget that you're dealing with a genius. And yep. what, 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 what Rassi is, is a genius. Mm. That, that charge down um, I mentioned by Kobe, that wasn't purely instinctual. That was because the coaching team headed by, by Rassi had realized that Ramos does take an initial step and you can go. And if you're quick enough, oh, guess what? We do have someone who has a chance to mm. get there. That's something, again, you've not seen. I mean, you see people charge down kicks all the time, but it's more in hope than it is um, in anticipation that you're going to get there. And the last and, time and I saw it, it was by Brian Abena in the Springboks shirts. That's years ago. Exactly. It's not very common, yeah. So... You have Kobe on 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 that wing. You have him in your team, and he hasn't been doing this with like other against other teams. But against this particular team, that particular kicker, who is a great kicker, and again he was knocking them over for for France, in a game where you end up winning by a point, that's massive, mm. you know. And and that's that's something that was a plan that came that came to fruition. So. The, the 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 makeup of the team with, with 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 the personnel both playing on the playing field as well as on the technical team is is unlike is unlike anything we've seen it really yeah. is unlike anything we've seen i mean our favorite one of our favorite players like Parker Smith mm. he comes onto the field again 
magic. Again, magic has like the imp- like has, has 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 the impact of a proper super sub. You know, mm. CL wasn't giving us uh what, what, what we needed. Quaka comes in and immediately, boom, boom. He's he makes he makes an impact. He's great in 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 the breakdown. He's great when he's got the ball in hand and and he, he gives us that he gives us that advantage. And this is why this man was picked in the Springboks team. Mm. No man, I think when you talk about those characters and what they do on the pitch, that's that's amazing. You also spoke to me about the campaign in Springboks, how they're stronger together and they involve people's faces and stories and family. When you're there. You're you're with them on the pitch. Um, when they're struggling, you're struggling with them, and maybe they do feel sold, the support, as they say, because they, like, they keep saying that. Idea and we've totally we're, we're really into bought into it. it. We've bought into it, and into it. We 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 enjoy the ups and the downs that we have with the Springboks, and that's the thing about it, man. We we know how good a team we have. We know how good we have in terms of coaching and and uh, the director of of football of rugby. It's a matter of we can do it. You go into rugby thinking that we can do it. I watched um some some content on YouTube and the question was who's got the highest highest seeding if everything goes well and most of them said the Spoonbox. Um it's looking like that in terms of what we can do and what we can deliver even on a bad day. I, I hope on the final because I think we can write off England. I don't wanna I don't wanna say that Chuck because I, we we start that game overwhelmingly as favorites. Um especially because of how, how we are playing also what England have been mm-hmm. in the in the last few years. But but if, if, if sorry to interject there, but against Ireland, we didn't start particularly too well. And we could say that we lost the game by the points that we left off the kicking tee. Sorry. Against um, France, we didn't start particularly too well, but we caught up in terms of scoring tries even without playing particularly too well. So if we start well, I think it's almost in the back. But if we don't, I also have the confidence that we can catch up and make ground to be competitive. Hence, we are favorites. Mm. And I'm not arguing that we are favorites. We are favorites and we should win that match. But I wouldn't write them off. I wouldn't write England off. They didn't sneak into the semi-final. They haven't lost the match um, in this one. They've they've had some 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 hairy moments. Uh, they could have lost against Samoa and Fiji. If they play the absolute best game, maybe win that match. They did beat England coming into this World Cup. But there are teams who know how to play tournament um, football in this game. In in this case, tournament tournament rugby and. England are one of the teams. They are in the semi-final once again. And England, when I've watched them, I've I've often thought to myself, they are South Africa light, uh, mm. and maybe from a few years ago. There's no one who kicks as much as England. England will kick up and unders the entire game. They also employ a rush defense. They also very much rely on on their forwards. They 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 comfortable going to a scrum. They are they 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 comfortable in in within their set pieces, and they have a kicker who's able to put points on on the board very consistently at mm. that in, in in Owen Farrell. So they they're a team who's built to win close tight test matches which is what we see at mm. at, at 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 this stage of the competition. That those games between Ireland and New Zealand and France as well as um South Africa is not often what you see um at at at, at this level and Shout out for giving us that that level of entertainment, but England are gonna want to keep it tight. Um, and if if things do go their way, especially imagine you have a rainy night that mm. particular but particular evening, boots, then yeah. that that's that's, uh, and I mean no disrespect by saying this, um, but that's playing with the with the, with the pig in the mud. You know, they those are the conditions that they thrive in. So I wouldn't write them off, but it would be an upset. 
if we if if we if we don't win. So it's I mean, very much looking like a, a a South Africa All Blacks final. We haven't had that since 1995. So I'm I'd be keen for that. To be very honest, I'd be keen for that. I know if we go through to the final, Argentina come through against uh, New Zealand. Of course, we feel much more confident to win that than if it's New Zealand across the pitch, standing on the other side of us. But it it's New Zealand, man. And I know that we could very well lose that. And I don't say this from a place of like yeah, being overly uh, confident or, or being arrogant that doesn't matter if it's New Zealand. But you want to play New Zealand. I don't know. I, I feel like I want to play New Zealand. That even if we do lose, if we lose against New Zealand, it's fine. Versus if we lose against Argentina, that 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 that's one we're gonna look back on, thinking that definitely went like got away. So should win against England. Um, I wouldn't underestimate them though. Wouldn't underestimate anyone like at this level. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm ready for another night like we had on 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 Sunday evening. Look, uh, it might just be the dream final with the box against the All Blacks, but you do say we shouldn't write off England. Rusty did detail that if you look at um, points scored, we are in a similar range, not too far, not too much difference. Points conceded, not too far. Minutes shared, um, yes. also not too far. So they also come into the game with players that are relatively fresh and not overused. But segueing into the into another sporting um, field, talking about players and their overexertion, possibly. Pep Guardiola did say that... Um, Football is, is 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 increasingly asking a lot from players, and they need to make a stand because it's game after game, it's tournament after tournament. People are literally inventing tournaments and and things on the fly. If you talk about FIFA, UEFA, they're increasing their tournaments. There's this and that. Club World Cup is growing. Things are happening, right? But we look back here in in our own continent in Africa. Likewise, same thing is happening. The AFL has come to light, uh, and we've got a certain number of sundowns who are. In the middle of it, say a dilemma because they have to play the AFL match, they have to play e calling black black label knockouts, they have to play their league games as well. So they've already played a lot a lot of games already, and they've got a dilemma. Whereas now they're tonight, as we're recording, they're gonna play against Ivory Coast. Some of the players playing for Bafana, and the next day, because the game year knockout has been rescheduled, they have to play that game. How do you think Sundowns uh, manages that number one and two? Can the players ever stand up and have their voices heard where money is involved, where tournaments are involved, where they go against the big corporations and federations? There's no managing it. You have to play the games. If you are mandated to play those games, you are going to play those games. Sundowns do have a a, a deep squad. Uh, Sundowns could very well uh, divide a team and a, a, be able to give one squad over to their commitments in, 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 in the local game, in the PSL, in the cup competition, the, the calling black label uh, knockout, and then switch to continental football where there's a, a, another team, uh, so to speak. And I do think Sundowns are going to take like, the AFL uh, very seriously uh, because it's a chance to get continental a continental title, you know. I still don't know what that title is, though. As I'm like, uh, we were having this conversation. So should they yesterday. take it seriously? Considering that they're seventy-five the- million rand to be won. Those and uh, and the culture at Sundowns being that they share the money amongst the players. Those players will look at that and sure. probably will think to themselves, "Well, I'm, I I I just need to confirm it." But I think it's home. I think it's home and away legs in in that competition. Say it is right. Mm-hmm. You have you have two legs of the quarterfinals two legs of the semifinals, and then a final. 
that's five games to get yourself in five million rand versus you're gonna play the the Lonnie Cullen Black Label Cup or e Champions League and so many rounds, so much traveling. Anything could happen, yeah. You know, so I, I do think those players will definitely take that seriously. If like five games to get us, uh, like 75 million to share amongst us. I don't know if they'll share the whole thing, but maybe pretty close to it, if not the entire thing. So I do think they will. And that's the thing with players. Players don't pack it in, Chuck. They don't get onto a, 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 a pitch and then decide, you know what? This is not a very important game, so we are not going to give our all. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, you are a professional football player. And it's not an exhibition game. It's not a friendly. So you're going to play. And that's 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 where the, the, the trouble is. And you've got these clubs of commitments to 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 the TV stations that you can't just be playing uh, under 21 players or anything like that because so that's that's going to be problematic, you know. Yeah. But but it's a problem. Like in my head. Sunlands have already lost the MTN eight uh, final, so it's like it's impossible. There's it's it's a six six double six six titles, right? Uh, yeah. That's what Barcelona won that one season. No one season, that one year. Seven Fulgans are so many sundowns. So that that's here. Here's what I'm saying: that the idea of it, like winning six titles in one season, like is great, right? But it doesn't sound right. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't sound right in my head. Like winning a treble. It's fine, you know. Um, in South Africa, you are able to win a quadruple, mm-hmm. and then when you when you include the CAF Champions League, that's that's five. Even at five, at, at six, that it feels like too many too many tournaments. It feels like too much football. It definitely is because it's it's more games, and I believe if Sundowns go all the way to they've already been to the final of the MTNA, they're gonna play the thirty games of the PSL. If they go to the final of the 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 Colin Black Label Cup and the Netbank Cup and the the AFL and the Champions League, they're going to be pushing around sixty or sixty three games, mm-hmm. um, which is a heck of a lot of games. And unlike Europe, there's a lot of travel. There's much more travel that is involved on on the African continent. The African continent is much bigger. You Sanans definitely are going to Cairo to play Al Ahly because of the AFL. They might draw Al-Akhli or any or any other team either from Egypt or anywhere in North Africa they're going to have to go there they're going to have to go to West Africa at some point that that adds up and that 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 calendar is 60 games for them is 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 very different also because our players are not used to playing that 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 many many games so it's going to be interesting what 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 becomes them also there's the Afcon that 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 is going to be happening in January for these players, not only in, like Sundowns in the PSL, but all over the continent. It's too many games. It's too many games, Chuck. I, I and and before you know, I've I, I've had this argument that I don't I don't hear what people are complaining about because when you look at the games people played in the past, they played sixty games a season, you yeah. know. And in Europe, with with the World Cup and the change in the Champions League as well. I read that when you take the example of Diogo Jota, who played 64 games, I think the season that um, Liverpool went to every single final. Um, now, you're looking at the prospect of playing 72 games. That's different from what I was talking about. When we're talking like 50, 60 games, that's always been the case. But now when we're talking about like a player might be playing 70 games, that's 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 not right. And I mean, when you look at prize money and increased prestige in these tournaments, because... 
now I mean Club World Cup was was a was a fixture that teams honored, but now if it's expanding and there are other powerhouses, you as maybe the European favorites, you want to make sure you win it now. You don't want to stumble. You want to maybe have all of your big guns uh, for that tournament. I think about things like that, right? And I think about Pep, Pep's comments. What the players must make a protest. But Pep was the same player, same person, not Kevin De Bruyne again against Burnley on the opening night. And and, and Kevin De Bruyne was not 100%, right? And now he's out for an extended time. And I think it's only this week that he's starting to jog back on grass and stuff like that. Players will play and yes, they've got a mandate. But I think it's ridiculous to have so many tournaments because as you're saying, players are not going to say, I am glad. Because once you set that precedent to, I am glad, you, you, I think you, you're gonna you're gonna open up a, a can of worms. There are gonna be games where but ah the league is wrapped up. I am glad. Fagan for me development, and you're gonna have problems with that because you've got contracts, there's performance incentives and bonuses and all that stuff. So I think that'll be a problem. A question I want to pose to you, Jay, specifically speaking about Sundowns. Do you think Sundowns have enough of a buffer up top in the league? Because should they split their squads, they might drop points. Um, and I know it's only for. I, I'm hoping till December when that uh, EEE, the knockout concludes. Um, and I think also we have a break with PSL. So I think the, 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 the congestion will be up, up, until, up until December. Do you think you guys have enough points to try to do that, split squads for Africa and domestic? Yes. And I think there's enough cachet in terms of previous success on local soil to be able to say, we're not going to prioritize the 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 Colin Black Label Cup. Uh, that's where you'll see what most resembles a a B team, and a B team made up of Sanon's players in the PSL would be challenging for a Champions League spot. Uh, would be challenging for the PSL title if we if we're being very honest. So that's dependent, of course, as well on those players being fit because Sanon's have had a long injury list this particular season so far. But if everybody is healthy, Chuck, um, as I'm saying, Sundowns are the team with the capacity in the PSL to be able to do it. But that's not likely ever going to be the case because you always are going to have the injuries, mm. you know. Um, injuries, suspensions, those things come into play, yeah. They do. Uh, it's 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 worked out to their favor that they've had the historic start that they've had to the PSL, eight wins in eight games. And already they're looking like they... they they are going to win the PSL title. It's early. It's very early. Yes. Mm. Uh, and if they start mixing and matching their team and say they come back into the PSL, they play five games. The next five games, they only pick up like seven points. Then it's going to be panic stations. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, if that's not the case, if they are able, say, in the next five games, or the, they're on 24 points now. If they get to the, the 15 points, uh, game mark they really need six points to get to like 30 which 60 oh boy, points is yeah. going to win you the league again so if they if they get to the 15 uh game mark and they've got what 30 38 38 points mm. they still be satisfied with that but coming back to 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 the point that is made by Pep Guardiola, i made that point i'd like to say that let's listen back to the episodes to a friend i've said that before that the players have a lot of power mm. they're the product if the players go and strike, nothing is going to happen. And the fans will always back the players. Unless players were striking for <laughs> more, to be paid more when they're already millionaires, that's when like fans would be like, you are greedy bastards. Mm -hmm. But in, in, in this case, for a majority of fans agree that, yeah, as much as we love the game, we don't want to see these players put their health at risk. We don't really want to see a calendar of 70, 80 games and, and, and them playing that many games. We love the game. 
but we also are appreciative of the people who give us the game, the performers in the game. And I do believe, especially when you look at Europe, especially when you look then in the English Premier League, those players, a majority of them, are good. They're good financially. So there isn't even a thought that would creep into the mind of a Kevin De Bruyne that, yo, but what about my, my livelihood? Mm. So having that position of privilege means that you you have some leverage mm. as as a player and as players. And I do believe if they if they come together and say, no, stop speaking about it. Say, we won't. We, we, we will not play any more games. We're going to go on strike. And I've made the example that in the NFL, although it's usually paid disputes, the players go on strike. It's happened in the NBA as well, that if the collective bargaining agreement is not in our favor as we would like it, we as 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 the corporate of players, um, as the players' union, have come to a decision that we're not going to play. Mm. And guess what that does? That puts the onus back on the owners and the people who run the game to do something about it because we don't have any, we don't have a product if we don't have the players buy-in. So I do think um, that the players are the ones ultimately whose voice needs to be heard and will be heard. If they truly come together and say, we can't do this, boys, mm. um, something needs to be done, and they uh, agree that we won't do it. And I, and and because not everyone is in Kevin De Bruyne's situation, the guys who are who are very much dependent on getting their weekly wages to be able to support their family and their lives, I think again, if the players really are serious about this, those really rich guys can contribute to 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 those other guys. Whether you create a pension of some sort, like a in, in our country UIF kind of a situation whereby you put money into that pot so that when we inevitably do go on strike, those guys who need the money can can get something from there. The game belongs to the players. Interesting, because as you're saying, there are players who depend on the money. There are players who are not getting game time, who the idea of more games means so the season. I do wonder, will they have a united voice? Can Is there enough players who feel we're playing too many games? Because... Harry Maguire hasn't featured much. If you're telling me there's another tournament where chances are I'll play again, do you think he has the same, he's on the same same page as those who are saying, like uh, Bruno, who plays every game? Do you think they can find an agreement? The smaller clubs who are happy to be in every, in every competition because there's more prize money, do you think they can join up and say, well, yeah, we mind playing so often because they're teams who who go into an administration, who would be happy if there was an extra five million to help them out. Do you think there can be an agreement on that? So you see, those are the people who cross the picket line and mess it up for everyone. You you can't think on an individual basis. Uh, you won't have 100% buy-in from everyone. You're never going to have 100% buy-in from that's everyone. True, but I think it's also been true of footballers. Like, why is such and such going to Saudi? Why is such and such going to China? They'll tell you, hey, and then they do. I want that money. So And, and that's you know? the thing, right? That, and that's stand by saying they have the power to do it, hmm. but they'd have to agree on it. If if they can't agree because um there's there are enough dissenters within the group who say, nah, yeah, then it's not, not going to work. Then what we're going to have is we're just going to continuously have the conversation and hear from those players who are not happy, uh, like Varan saying yeah. what he said earlier on in the season. We just we're just going to hear that we're going to see the headlines and it's going to be. What, what 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 are we supposed to do about it you know because there was another issue it was not involving players but managers if i'm not mistaken where there was the idea of voting on keep what was it getting there was that thing man that 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 
Remember, it was the coach was Sir Sheffield who picks around the club about getting what extra subs or something. Oh yes, because he's like in Natangan Lentomin, and he stood by that him and that team. I don't know who else was a part of that, and there was a big difference between him and Klopp. And Klopp obviously riled on him after. It was like the Oton Gupimanj, you know. But I'm just saying they they could be that difference, and maybe football stays the same because we don't find that common ground. It's never happened that the players have gone on strike before. Um, it's never happened, as far as I know, that they've come together for a cause, uh, all of them collectively, and they they pushed a mandate or an agenda through in the game. So it'd be a first, and it's one you would think they don't know how to navigate because there's no experience. There's nothing to uh, look to in the past where this was happening, this is what we did, and this is the outcome that, 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 that we got, you yeah. know? So... It, it it it's precarious in that in that in that um instance because of the fact that does everyone feel the same? Yeah. Uh, can you get enough people to feel the same where yes, we've got we've got that buy-in. Uh it'd be curious if 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 one of them, a really powerful voice, mm. decided that this is what we are looking to do and see if they will get the support of the other players. If anything, I think things are getting worse fixtures are piling up tournaments are cropping up here and there so i think maybe if they get pushed too far maybe they get to be on one bandwagon and say the same thing but we'll see because there, i think there hasn't been a strike because things were livable might, might not have been ideal but it was okay to continue like this but i think as things are going right and the now, thing is it might to, just happen. the time to, the time to do it is now because it's very hard to turn things around once they've been put into motion once that World Cup with uh, that many number of people, uh, uh, many number of games happens, that's it. Once the Champions League happens next season with that many number of teams happens, that's it. Especially because imagine Azimzan, you've been missing out on World Cups in the expanded version. Sisangena, will yeah. we agree with Sispume? Like it's so, not, it's mm-mm. not gonna happen. You know, so it's not gonna happen. Right. Time is now. So we'll we'll see we'll see what uh, becomes of that. All right, Chuck. Um, sticking with football and switching to the women's game, where Janine van Veek, who sits on 183 international caps, needing two caps to become the most capped female footballer of all time on the African continent, has been selected for World Cup qualifiers against DRC home and away, and will likely feature in those games because the coach Derek Ellis, who rightly points out that she's a legend of our game wants to give her a proper send-off and give her her flowers because she is, excuse me, retiring. And those will be her retirement matches. How do you feel about that? Um, Because she hasn't featured for Banyana Banyana Mm -hmm. uh, in a while, so she's not part of the fold anymore. And Olympic qualifiers, she gets to come back and bid farewell to the national team and for the fans to say goodbye as well. I'll have to say at least it's something. Um, and I say that because I, when I started watching Banyana Banyana more often than not, that's that's a figure that I saw and identified with with all of especially because she was captain at some point. Um, for then for her to then completely be dropped from the side, and for Afcon she wasn't really a figure that played. And then for World Cup as well, to then come to her, then after a while, that okay, it seemed like. And that we're done with the heavy lifting. Here's what you can do, and and I, it doesn't quite for me mirror that that idea. With oh, she's a legend of the game. She's an icon for Ibanyana. Let's give her the send off. If it were more meaningful games, imagine if she took a bow in the World Cup, 
us, you know. But I mean, every game was 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 touch and go for us because we lost that first one. But obviously, your stock has has dropped. That that is no secret. But I think it's it's not the 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 the, the, the heroes. It's not the heroes send off that that you might have wanted. But at least she's getting something. I mean, now what the hell gave what ten years to United? Like, man, Nick gave me one, and he's gone. You know, so it's it, it's at least something. I'll say that. For an Olympic qualifier, that's, I mean, I've never seen that. I've never seen a situation whereby we are going to give you a testimonial while trying to qualify for a major tournament. And Banyana Banyana must feel very confident that they're going to be a position in a position in those games to be able to bring her on as a sub because she's not going to start the games, obviously. That would that's be even worse. That would be quite something. She's that's not going to start the games. Because you are trying to get the result. That's first and foremost. But what Desiree Ellis believes is that Banyana Banyana will be in a position. And maybe maybe she, the leading thing is not to give her the record. Um, the leading thing is to give her a chance to say goodbye. And the second leg, I believe, is in South Africa. So she's definitely, I, I imagine she'll definitely feature in that game. But if the score is at a place where we we need to score a goal or keep keep out a goal where it's the tie is on is in the balance do you bring her on you don't bring her on and i like it's 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 so strange for me like i've never seen this at international level where you get a testimonial for a in in a in a tournament qualifier if this was a friendly like mm. i get that that's what happened megan Rapinoe played her last game against banyana banyana after the world cup you know uh, because she wanted to play her last game in front of her home crowd, she could have done it at the World Cup, but she wanted to play it in front of her home fans. No, maybe then, not because but she wanted another chance at Glory. Had they won that, they were, she was still going to play at home. I don't believe her. I, I, I do you I, believe I, her? I, I, I do. Jack. <laughs> I, believe, I have no reason not believe, to believe her. I believe if they go out, say they they end up in the final or, or they win the damn thing, I think she'll be like, oh, this is my last. Game, even then, game. even if her reason was wanting to go out on top with a win. It's still understandable because it's a friendly, you know. There's there's nothing really to gain or to lose by doing that against uh, Banyan Banyan whoever in a friendly game. Now, if Megan Rapinoe was not good enough to be selected for the for 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 the U.S. Women's National Team, and she was announcing her retirement, and then she was taken to the World Cup to have a farewell at the World Cup, that would have been strange for me. Again, never seen this before. Mm. This this doesn't happen. Like non-friendly matches qualifiers of tournament uh, play those games count they actually mean something you know so if this was a also a friendly against DRC ah, okay you know if like oh, DRC like Banyana again we're here for two games I, I get it you know you play in both games doesn't matter what the result is I mean we played a 13 year old against Botswana because that game didn't matter we're never going to do that in a qualifier we're never going to do that in, 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 in the World Cup or the WAFCON so I recognize Janine van Vick's um, legendary status, uh, and I do believe it's 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 a great send off to be able to have your last moment not through a press release, but to 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 do it in front of the fans, have a lap around, clap off the fans, and give them a chance to shower you with love. Hmm. I just have never seen this, and this um, caught me off guard that they're doing it in a uh, Olympic qualifying match. Do you not think for because for me, like when you talk about Megan Rapinoe, it's someone who's featured for a long time and then she's hanging up her boots sharp. But that gap of of, of featuring for Ibanyana for me, that's what's gotten me. 
okay, after so many years, because I feel had it been maybe because you know, unless that's also something that we really, really want to win. I don't know what Banyana stance is because I know Bafana stance is a local player or whatever. It's, it's less prestigious. Because for me, if you are a legend, like I think someone like Matlo, I don't know if she'll play again for us, but or we want to revisit like picking Matlo five years from not five years, like two years from now. I was totally equal by. I think funny. I think Van Vake odd. has been in semi retirement because there was the opportunity to play her. Was it the Kosapa we're playing recently where um, we we had players who didn't feature at at, at the World Cup playing mm. for Banyana recently, so she didn't feature for that uh, Janine and. I, I I think it's because she's in semi-retirement mm. and she's announced her retirement. She's literally being brought, not because she hasn't been playing and this is why she feels maybe it's time to retire. She's retiring mm. and Banyana Banyana had moved on from her for a while now. So she's not been part of the, the national setup and the plans by the coach. The only reason she's being picked is to have a retirement match. Okay, that, that puts it into context, but then why this particular game? As I'm saying, because she's announced her retirement now. Why am I Because she hadn't announced her retirement so then. She didn't say retirement. Now she's probably retiring. Now she's probably retiring. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what that conversation was like between the coach and the player. Or did she call her up like, I'm retiring and I'd like to do it in the national um, kit, so call me up and that just happens? Or she announced her retirement and she told, obviously, she would have had a conversation with Desiree on the side. And Desiree said, you know what, here's, here's what I'm thinking should happen. I, if Banyana Banyana go to the DRC and blow them away 4-0 and then come back here and do the same thing and she gets on the pitch, so it's going to be a non-starter, you know. Mm. But if we're in a situation whereby we can't, then that, that kind of is embarrassing, like, all around as well. So It's, it's a peculiar thing. Um how do you say goodbye to a legend properly who who of whom you've said goodbye to technically in terms of not not her featuring with having her not feature in the games since we suffer to say goodbye again but then there's a chance depending on what's at stake or what the what the scoreline is see it's, it's like odd. this is what i think um barcelona could have brought back Lionel messi during because we've seen players in the mls go on loan in europe for him to get a proper chance to say goodbye to the Barcelona fans. That's because my Lionel Messi is still a, a good competitive player. So mm. they can they can play him Champions League in, in La Liga, whatever the case may be, and not take the spot of anyone. That makes sense. You know, and then he's gonna go back to America. This though, as I'm saying, is rather strange. Also, if you have Lionel Messi, even if he was at the point where you can't really play him, there's gonna be a match against mm. someone in, in La Liga where Okay, um, it's four 0 to Barcelona. You can bring him on. You know, you'll have multiple opportunities. But this, again, hopefully, Banyana Banyana are winning by big scores, and you can get to see um, Janine feature. But Jay, if you're saying she's two two um, caps away from a record, basically on either one of those fixtures, it's depending on where the tie is. It doesn't quite do it justice then. Or do you think Abanda and Caps is just about the goodbye mainly? That's what I'm saying. The Caps are secondary. Yeah. Thing, the main thing is for her to appear in front of South African fans one last time in the national kit. And then if there's an opportunity for her to play in both games, then the added bonus is that you get the record as well. So we'll see what becomes of that. All right. 
that has been this week's episode of Two Upfront. We are glad that you have joined us. Please do continue to engage with us on social media. You can find us on X as well on Instagram at Two Upfront Pod. I'm at J underscore Zulu both on X and on Instagram. Chuck is on X. And you can find him at Chuck to up you can continue listening to the audio podcast on apple Podcasts, on spotify as well as on jobert pulse and we are working earnestly working to get back to video so do keep a lookout for us on youtube as well all right guys listen to us as you do on those platforms engage with us on those handles we spoke about the Springboks and their and their nail-biting victory over france all the things that went right, all the things that went wrong. What do you think this, the side looks like and shapes up like against uh, England in the semifinals? Uh, we spoke about fixture congestion. How do you think players um, fix this problem? How do you think Sundowns navigate their little um, turbulent time between now and December? And we also spoke about Janine van Veek and her proposed, I mean proposed because, I mean, depends on the fixtures and if, 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 if everything goes according to plan, <laughs> her retirement and her farewell game let us know how you would sit, how you would handle that. This is Chuck, and I'm out.